Hey everyone, Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Guelph, Ontario, we've got Susan Flanagan. And Susan is a very experienced real estate entrepreneur. And what we're most interested in here today is she is also a very, very experienced private money lender. So that's going to be the main focus of our conversation today is all around what the heck is this wonderful thing called private money? What's so great about it? And why do we want to get our hot little hands on some of it? All right, Susan, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. It's a gorgeous day out there today. So it is, yeah. it is. It doesn't, we were talking a little bit off camera. It doesn't sound like the whole COVID thing has slowed you down very much at all, lady. No, in fact, it's made me busier than ever, but hey, busy's good. Busy is good. So, so Susan, yeah. for those folks out there who aren't all that familiar with private money or private lending, can you maybe give us like the big picture overview? What exactly is it? I guess basically what you could be saying is if you cannot get a mortgage with the bank for whatever reason and the situation you still want to buy the property or need to take money out of a property, you turn to a private lender. And a private lender is an individual or a business or it could be a group of people, whatever, but it's their funds. It's not bank money. Got it. All right. So I've heard the expression hard money lenders, private money lenders. What, what, if anything, is the difference between the two of them? You know what? I think it's a confusing term because people use it inappropriately, I find. Really, private money is like, some people say hard money is to do with the other costs, like renovation costs or down payment money. Some other people say, no, private money is considered hard money. So I don't even personally, I don't even use that term. If Mm -hmm. you need money, want to borrow through myself and my lenders, it means that you need to have some collateral, which is security of a property. So I don't know if that answers your question, but hard money is is very, very, sorry. The only distinction I've ever heard is, you know, hard money lenders, and from what I've been aware of, are kind of more formalized folks who do it more as a business and perhaps charge charge points on the loans Mm. versus a private money lender. It could be, your your neighbor who's got some equity locked up in their house and they get a HELOC and they loan you that money, but there's, you know, pretty much just a straight interest rate and it's not it's not as professional of of a business. Mm-hmm. That that's one thing I've heard, but I don't know if that No, see even that that's now a different way of seeing it. It and you're right though. I just say private money is the Wild West. It truly is. Anything can go. So if I can borrow money from you and you'll lend it to me at 5%, no points, bonus. I'm thrilled. Mm -hmm. That usually doesn't happen, though, for people that are lending their money on a regular basis as an investment. There are certain guidelines. I'll use me for an example of most of the lenders I have access to. On a first mortgage, it would be anywhere between, say, 7 to 10% on a first. On a second is usually between 10 to 15 now, those numbers aren't necessarily everybody's numbers. I know some people that have paid 15% on a first mortgage. I'm like, whoa, 
wow, that was either a very risky mortgage or you got gouged. <laughs> so you see, like there's so many, so the hard, so using the term hard money in there, I've heard it various ways. Where I mostly hear it is people using money from the, when they're talking in the U.S. Hmm. I haven't heard it. And you, not so much in Canada. Yeah. Not so much in Canada. So to me, it's, it's private. It's not bank it's not money. Bank. It's, it's money that's not loaned by a big institution. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Okay. So let's, let's move ahead from that because you are not only a, a 25 year veteran of active real estate investing yourself. You've done all sorts of different kinds of deals. You continue to do deals. You're telling me off camera, you're in the middle of a couple of flips at the moment, but you're also, you're not just a private money lender. You're also a mortgage broker. So Mm -hmm. Why don't you just, you know, very briefly, just give us the scope of what are the different options for real estate entrepreneurs, typically when it comes to financing, and maybe just big picture, what are the pros and cons of each of those different big options? Okay. Actually, I'll, I'll use the example of most of my clients as a broker that come to me are other real estate investors. Yeah. And that's kind of by choice because that's where I network. That's where I'm known. These are my friends. These are my colleagues that I know, you know, so, so what happens on one side of the coin, it could, let's use you, Dave, as an example, you could be needing private money for one of your deals, but then you could also have money that you want to lend out at times as a lender. Okay. So I, you could be on my lender list and then also calling me for a mortgage. So the most common scenario might be, Buying a, a property, it needs a lot of work, so there's no way the bank's going to touch it. You're going to buy it. You're going to use private money. You're going to renovate it. Now you're either going to sell it, you're going to either rent it, or maybe then you'll bring in a JV partner. I actually also try and explain to people sometimes you need to weigh out everything and crunch your numbers because sometimes people bring in a JV partner way too soon. They do it right at the beginning when they could have done the private part, then brought them in later when they have an after repair value that's much higher. Another good example why real estate investors use private money is, and I just did this on my last project, I took a second mortgage on one of my rental properties. I used that money for my down payment and my rental costs. And then I also took out a first mortgage on the purchase, all with private money again. And this is very expensive when you really work it in there. However, when I looked at all my numbers at the end of the day, I'm still making a decent profit once I flip the property. So sometimes it makes so would sense. Would you say that, that people are using private money like you're talking about for a couple of reasons? First of all, it's probably a lot less onerous mm -hmm. to qualify. Second of all, it's probably a hell of a lot faster than jumping through all yeah. the and getting it through a, a big bank. And third of all, you know, it's <laughs> when your debt ratio and all that kind of jazz that the banks are looking at don't they quite don't line up. This is an option that's out there. But yeah. I, I think I think speed plays a big part in it. Would you agree? Oh, it absolutely does. And the hassle. And yeah. that's why. I just look and say, oh, I know the price tag, what it's going to cost me. I don't get any better deals than the next person just because I'm a mortgage broker. I'm going to the same lenders. They don't care if they're lending to me or to you. They have a rate that they want. And so I'm not spending time. Some people like, sure, you can shop around. Great. Or you can just know what the rates are, work out your numbers and go, okay, does it still make sense to take on this property? But there's many other reasons, too, why you need private money. I mean, it could be a bridge loan. It could be 
you're in the middle of selling, but then you need it. Like there's a million, I can't even begin. The list is yeah. huge. But the bottom line is it's available and it's fast, like you say, and you don't, the bigger thing you have to qualify on is show that you can pay it back. We want to know the story, the property, the exit strategy. I don't care about your debt ratios. We don't, we say we don't care about your credit report, but if it tells me a story about your character that we don't like, then I do care about it. Of course. Well, it just makes so. sense. So I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, Susan, because you're talking about clients using using private money for second mortgages. That makes sense, you know, because people need a chunk of cash, like you're talking about, maybe to use to buy another property as a down payment for another property, or they need to do some renovations on that property and they don't want to go through all the hassle of qualifying with the bank. I get that. When are people typically looking to use private money for first mortgages? On the ones usually that the bank won't touch because they need a lot of work. Okay, or so you just don't qualify right now. Like, and so that's the other thing going back to the second as well. There could be times that you're over leveraged the works. And so your debt ratios aren't working. But if you took out a second mortgage, you cleaned up all that took a few months. Now you can go back and do a refinance through the banks. So, so there are like either way, but honestly, for the purchases, I find it's usually because you're buying properties that you cannot rate right this minute qualify for. And so let's say you can't, you use private money, do some work on it. Now bring in a JV partner who can qualify, but you're doing it. You maybe bought it at 350, put 50 into it. Now it's worth 500,000. That new JV partner is going to qualify at a mortgage, 20% of 500. There's a $400,000 mortgage. So it, yeah. Well, you know what I do suggest to a lot of investors, though? Don't try and figure this out on your own. I say, give me a call and let's brainstorm before you purchase it. And and because sometimes, as you know, getting a couple people's input prior is better than making the decision going in, no conditions, the works, and then finding out this wasn't a great property to even do this strategy with. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, Susan... You were saying before we started recording that there's quite often times and places where it makes, you know, where, where you see people doing a joint venture when they could have and they probably should have gone for hard money first. And why do you think people do that? And can you kind of walk us through a scenario mm-hmm. where, you know, what the difference would have been if they had just gone with hard money or private money? Oh, okay. So, the biggest reason I see that people do it is because they just heard that's what you do. They didn't know there's another way. Okay. But I honestly myself think the main reason when you would just use a joint venture partner is you have no access to any other money. You have zero. You have, you're that broke, like not that broke, but you have nothing to start with. So it's like, okay, then maybe you truly have to bring in a joint venture partner or do a few wholesale deals to build up a bit of a nest egg. But then once you do have some money, whether it be line of credit out of your house, whatever, I, in most cases, if people will run the numbers of what it costs them for the financing, rather than giving away 50% of their asset, they're going to do better that way. So 
like for instance, I'll just use the deal that I just did because my money was all tied up in another project that I have. I thought, hmm, okay, well, how can I do this one? If I didn't have access to another property of mine to take money out of, I might have had to turn around and bring in a JV partner. Mm-hmm. So it's it's Basically, just what what I'm hearing you say is typically even though private money could could cost you anywhere from eight to fifteen percent or perhaps more. If you crunch the numbers, if you're able to come up with the down payment or whatever is required to buy the property, and even if you have to use, if you don't qualify for a bank loan, but you can you can get private money, even if you're paying a lot more temporarily for that private money, in the long run, you're not giving away half the deal. Is, is yes. that what I'm yeah. Yep. Again, um, yeah. I have an example that I do when I do a webinar, like I have it on my slides that I give a, an exact example of a purchase. I think it's at 300,000 putting 80,000 into, I forget the exact numbers, but at the end of the day, what I was able to show people is that there's a almost a $50,000 difference that you could have kept yourself if you had not done it the JV side. So yeah, it's just another option for people to explore without assuming their only way to do it is to bring in a JV partner who qualifies for the mortgage. Got it. Makes sense. All right, Susan. Well, this has been a lot of fun. If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, what should they do? Well, they can call. Actually, it'd probably be best if they email me and then we could set up a time to have a phone call. Yep. And the email address is office at private money for mortgages.com and it's the number four not the word all right and they just kind of want to check you out they can go to your website private money for mortgages.com yep they can do that and yeah i look forward to helping people with the private lending side of things all right perfect it's been a lot of fun thank you very much susan thank you okay all right everybody take care we'll see you on the next episode bye-bye well hey there thanks for tuning into the property profits podcast if you like this episode that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.